Welcome listeners, Dylan here. Just a quick note, uh, this episode was recorded after Thanksgiving, way before Christmas. So yeah, we've not gone back in time, anything like that. It just got a little bit delayed uh, because of other things. Please enjoy our definitive, or maybe not so definitive, N64 Top 25. Welcome to Arcade Attack. A retro gaming podcast for up to four players. Welcome listeners to another Arcade Attack podcast. I'm Dylan, I'll be your host for the evening. I'm with Rob. Aloha. And um, he's gone to Hawaii for some reason. And I said that. <laughs> and, and I'm with Adrian. How's it going? <laughs> I try to think of the it. furniture. Yeah, part part of the part furniture. Part, yeah. But we're not actually with each other because we're back down in weird lockdown thing and we're not allowed to be in the same flipping room again. So here we are. Here we are. Here we are. But why are we here today? Why are so we, we can see Adrian's nice Christmas tree in the background. Yeah, yeah. And I can show you a my cat as well, if you want. Oh, come here, my. Is this cat. the new rule? So basically, oh, hello, cat. Is this a ba- so basically, if Thanksgiving is gone, then you can put your Christmas shit up. Is is is, is this the new rule? It is the new rule. So yeah. Oh man, I'm behind. I'm literally. I've got to get some Christmas stuff. I've got to get more Christmas stuff. I mean, if you're really into it, then the new rule is after Halloween. I'm sorry, the old rules after Halloween. Oh man, I could have put up ages ago. Oh, damn it. Someone needs to tell me about these rules. Anyway, those rules aside, we have a little thing now, Arcade Attack, where we put our favourite games together for a certain console. We do. And then we work out the definitive top 25. It's set in stone, mate, isn't it? It is set in stone. People are like, I'm not sure. What's the best games in the system? Exactly. we come along. (laughs) We come along. We come along and completely throw the rule book out the window. Sorry, my cat's knocking over the webcam. Oh, <laughs> it, it cat, his face literally came up and it was half the screen. <laughs> these huge eyes. Oh, he wants to be part of the part of the part of the gang. He's cool, actually. I've I've, I've met both of Adrian's cats. They're both very cool. So, oh my god, Sorry, this, is, to laugh. <laughs> this is a treat for all cat lovers. Anyway, we've got, we're filming the video. We've got to share the video, can't we? Because for the guys, yeah. we've got to share the video now. Yeah, but He's for tired. the guys. For the guys only on audio, sorry, but you're missing out. You're literally missing out. But anyway, so we thought we'd choose one of our favourite consoles, ain't it, Adrian? Finally, finally. Yeah, I love you, it. What, what, why did we choose the N64 again? I try to think of a console that we've all enjoyed in our life, and we thought, well, a lot of people in the Arcade Attack group owned the console. We loved the console. Yeah. Um, and I thought, yeah, let's do that. And I've got my cat here attacking the decorations. My, How many people put forward a top 10 for this console, Adrian? <laughs> Quite. Wait, let's think. So it's me, Rob, uh, Dylan. I didn't, didn't actually name 10 games because no, I realised going through this, I hadn't actually played 10 games on N64, <laughs> despite owning an N64. There you yeah. go. So Rob wasn't part of it. Who, who hey, else? I, I submitted a list. It just wasn't 10 games. Oh, Adrian didn't forward that to me. So I didn't actually get that I in this, in this I list. I sent it to you. No, not in the bulk. You know, I told you to send all of them at once. Oh. In the bulk, there was no Rob. You missed Rob. What? So anyway. Mm. <laughs> so Rob's selection, 
Rob's selection, I'm being totally serious. You did not tell me that Rob even even ventured a thing for this. In fact, I remember Rob saying that he didn't even couldn't even come up with ten games. So I was like, oh, I'm probably not expecting a I list. I mean, I can me. send you the list right now. Uh, my calculation has now been set. So, oh, sorry, Rob. I did. I so did forward it on. We can do. We can sure do. Sure, you did, Adrian. We can do. We can do Rob's list at the end, and then that will be quite interesting to see where Rob's actually fit in our in our. I, whole... I, know, I know. I know why Adrian didn't forward my list on. <laughs> why? Just imagine him, him sitting back, rubbing his hands together, going, "Now, Matt. Now, Donkey Kong's racing is short. Now, Donkey Kong racing is short to finish above." <laughs> yeah, Mario Kart's not making. Anyway, it's like yeah. <laughs> oh, oh wow! Oh, this is really going to pee Rob off then. All right then. Okay, cool, cool, cool. All right then. Um, so we have Adrian's list, yeah. we have Tim's list, we have Chris's list, and we have Fate's list. Yeah, and that's yeah. it. We have four lists. Oh. Out of all the people who are in Arcade Attack, we have four people. We have four people who've played more than ten N sixty four. So games. potentially forty games. Is that what you're telling me? Potentially forty games. There's no way there's 25 games in this list, sure. <laughs> I've put that pause there for dramatic effect. Yeah. Get this right. Should we just start the countdown and I'll tell you? At number three. <laughs> no, I'm joking. At joint 25th position. Wow. We did it, guys. We did it. Are the last three games of the list. This is it. There are no other games. Literally, all, all of the four lists compact down into 25 games exactly yes. oh, how lovely is that so rob if you did submit your list it would have ruined it anyway most likely so i'm in a way glad rob didn't get his name you know his words in in a way anyway joint 25th we have star wars shadow of the empire f-zero x and kirby 64 guess how many of those i've played all three. You're, you're a diehard fan, mate. So all three, twenty-four-seven. Rob, how many? How, how many of those have I played? Zero. Ah, uh, I actually own F Zero X. Yes. Boom, boom, boom. boom. <laughs> I I own two N sixty-four cards. One of them is F Zero X. The other one is an EverDrive. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't have an N sixty-four anymore. Why I don't I have an N64 anymore? Because I couldn't get a good picture out of it. But our friend Jeremy, who listens to the podcast, he's put me in touch with a guy who has a little board, a bit like a Dreamcast VGA board, and oh, there yeah. is hope. I might have non-blurry N64 in the future, but that means getting oh. actually um, an N64 again. What is your cat doing, mate? <laughs> he's he's it, knocking the webcam. He hates me. He doesn't want me to. F-Zero X is actually a rather capable racing game. Very similar F <laughs> it's good actually i think um it's got a lot more um tracks that kind of go up and down and kind of all around and stuff so yeah it's very cool very capable couldn't ke- couldn't tell you a thing about the other two because um we didn't invite some of the others to join us on the podcast which probably would have what the other two were kirby um, uh, kirby 64 didn't even know there was a kirby game on the n64 but apparently there is um, and Star Wars Shadows of the Empire. So something to do with the Empire. I think I, know Shadow, I think I know the Star Wars game. It's a kind of, I might be talking rubbish now, behind the shoulder kind of, you know, you walk around, you, you like Sabre. It's, I think it was not bad, the reviews. I haven't played either, or any three of those games, truthfully. So, okay. But right. I think that, that rings a bell, that, that Star Wars game, yeah. 
Actually, I better cover to, to our listeners how I've done the scoring on this. So I couldn't think of a sophisticated algorithm. So I've literally done it like a Grand Prix huh? of games. Yeah. Yeah. I've just used Grand Prix scoring. All right. That's basically how I've done this whole table. You just okay? added all the scores together. What, 10 points. So basically, yeah. So basically like they're finishing a race. So um, for, whoever someone put a game in first, they'd finish first in the race, yada, yada, yada. And down, down, down to 10. So that's how I've done it. So those three games um, cre- crept into people's top 10s, three people's top 10s, um, and got one point each. So that's how they got, that's how they got <laughs> the 25th. Um, 24th, a clear 24th, is Beetle Adventure Racing. Right, yeah. And... I think we've got the guy who voted for Beetle Adventure Racing right there. Adrian, yeah, tell us about Beetle Adventure Racing. It's a weird game, actually, because um, it looks silly. It's like, oh, it's a, it's a racing game with beetles. You know, the, not, the, not, not bugs. You don't, <laughs> not bugs. <laughs> you don't race around you like, like snails and stuff. You mean um, like um, Thingy Bob, um, 53, what's it called? Herbie. Yeah, like, like, like Herbie Goes Bananas, exactly. So... Yeah. Do you know what? It's it's one of those games. I, I, I you know we've since we started arcade attacks. One of those kind of un, underrated games on the N sixty four. I thought this game is brilliant. I've heard all these different things about it. it keeps popping up in these lists. I'm like, what are you on about? So I actually bought it mm-hmm. about maybe two years ago. So I, I played it again quite a lot recently. It's really playable. It is like a just a nice fun racing game. It's not a kart racing game. It's got that kind of sort of arcadey feel to it. Kind of fun feel to it. And it's just surprisingly quite a complex race. Whereas it's just well, it's not complex, but it's just so fun. Sometimes you can't really put your finger on why a racing game is good, but this, this, this does get it. Is and it better I... than London Racer? <laughs> London Racer. London Racer 2 with Edinburgh, should I say. It doesn't with have Edinburgh. Tracks. Ooh, London has gone to Edinburgh, though. <laughs> it's a lot better, mate. It's um, You can do four-player mode as well, like split screen. So it's it's it's... It's one of the better racing games I've played in the N64. You know, it's, the graphics are nice, uh, but it's the playability. And it's yeah. a game that when you guys come around again, you might be like, what are you on about, Beetle Racer? It's, it sounds a bit cheap. Get it on, mate. Yeah, let's do it. It's, it's honestly, a lot of people listening proving, yeah, actually, I, I like this game. It's one of those games that kind of went under the radar a little bit, but I've always seen it creep up in certain lists. So I was a little bit, paid about two, three quid for it, five quid maybe on eBay. It was a you know, five pounds well spent. Well done. Really, really fun oh. game. Really surprisingly fun game. Beetle Adventure Racing. Does it have Lindsay Lohan in it? <laughs> Could you imagine? Yeah, like the mini games. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. So she's well, not. That, in uh, it. They would have got her in, but it would cost too much to digitally re- reduce her body shape. <laughs> it weren't on a Hollywood budget. That's real thing, by the way. They actually had to do that for the um, the Herbie film. Really? They yeah. did what? <laughs> Disney Studio films. So they. Uh, Basically, Lindsay Lohan was kind of at the upper end of puberty at that point, and they actually yeah. totally changed her body shape. That okay? Looking back, yes, yes, I see that now. Okay, well, good films. Things- Herbie, I used to love the Herbie films back in the, the original Disney ones, not the new reboot. Never seen it, but the original yeah, Lindsay Disney Lohan ones. one's all right. It's watchable. It's okay, a bit hilarious in bits. Yeah. Yeah, it's all right. yeah. I think it's watchable too. Justin Long's in that as well, isn't he? Yeah, he's a funny guy. Yeah, not a guy. He's a funny guy. Yeah, he's funny. Just, but he was far in the background and Ed, as he should have been with everything. Anyway, moving on. Moving Wait. on. Rob, this is really going to pee you off because I know you would have had this in your list. Number 23, 23 Ooh. on the N64 list is Perfect Dark. <laughs> Perfect Dark was only voted 10 by Adrian and it was voted 9 by Tim. That was my no one three. else mentioned it. 
perfect dart. Three game. Yeah. One of the few N64 games I've played, and I think <laughs> it's bloody good actually. Yeah. And in fact, actually, the um, the kind of the the, re- the remasters they did of it uh, for the Xbox Live Arcade, very good. It's a good game. It's a good game. And when you look at like the games have got ahead of it on the thing, I mean, we our lists are just our lists are. I, I just they just throw the cat it's, on the pigeon. A, the cat, the best the cat, game, mate. Adrian's cat among the pigeons, don't they? <laughs> I mean, look, look, obviously I voted for it high, and so I'm going to say I think it's a great game. The multiplayer in that game is just absolutely fantastic. I would say, and this is going to be controversial, I think the multiplayer is better than the one in Goldeneye. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I, I just think the games, are, like, the levels are better designed, the guns are better. I know, like, Goldeneye has that... Uh, Goldeneye's more, more nostalgic value, I think. Yeah, but so many people played it, and they have those great memories of playing it with their friends. But man, I just thought the multiplayer was terrific. Oh the yeah, perfect. I definitely took it to another level, I think. I think um, maybe the one player in Goldeneye might edge Perfect Dark. It has less variety, but I think it plays better. But I mean, it's one player in Perfect Dark, still very good. And as I say, fantastic multiplayer. I I got the, yeah, I got the little um, memory expansion thing just so I could play the single player. And yeah, it's yeah, it's good. It's good. Before I got rid of my N64. Anyway, so we, we're moving on. So it's Perfect Dark. Um, number 22 with four points Ooh. was the original Mario Party. Yeah. yeah. series of games. On my list, number five. Ah, dude, so that would have bumped it up. Who voted for this? So Mario Party was voted for by... Who was it? Me? Faith. Faith, oh. had, it, Faith had it as a number eight. Her number eight best of all time. So, man, what, what 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 can you say about the Mario Party games? They're just I, I fun, remember, aren't they? They're just fun as hell. I remember playing it for the first time. I, was like, I never heard of it before. Like Ross's house. You know, I don't know if you were there. Yeah, there. we have used played at Ross's house. We, yeah. we, it was like four player. It was like, wow, what is this game? It's just like loads of little mini games. And it was, wow, you could be so devilish in those games. You could really, really just... just you could really, really pee really. off your mates, let's be honest. And some yeah. of the mini games were so fun, uh, especially the, original, the first few Mario parties. I think they went off a little bit of boil, got their form back eventually. But I think the first three on the N64, the mini games were just really perfect. Yeah, and I think a lot of those like, like mini games still survive to the modern day versions, which again we've all played since then. I think what well, the big strength of the N64, and obviously we're going to come back to that. We've mentioned it already. Is the fact that you had those four joypad ports yep. was made for multiplayer. And Mario Party is a game that's made for multiplayer. Like, and it's yeah. a great game to play, as you say, with your friends. It is a game to get your mates around. You got the beers. <clears throat> you got to play. What's that game that we always used to laugh at? The mini game. You know the one I mean. Well, shake the can. That's that's on the Wii. <laughs> the Wii one. Yeah, yeah, but then, but then, you know, that wouldn't have existed if it weren't for the shake it up. Yeah, weren't for the iterations on the on the N sixty four. But yeah, Mario Party. Come on, legendary. And it is. You know, the N sixty four. One of the things it has got going for it is that it's a multiplayer thing. The Dreamcast put in the ports, but the multiplayer stuff wasn't. You know, never as fun. Really, it's yep. but, yeah. Yep. But anyway, but yeah. Um, in joint twentieth place with six <laughs> points. We have the N64 port of Resident Evil 2. Hello. And ISS Pro ah. 64. So the game that I suppose did it, that turned into Pro Evolution it, it, Soccer. It, I think right? it did, didn't it? It was. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I remember playing I, um, Ross had that as well. And I remember that being really good. Like, whoa. Yeah. There's actually a good 3D 
like football game. What's going on here? You know, it was great. The good actually like like kick the ball in the direction, not like automatically put in the top corner. You had mate, to use a bit of skill. You know, it was a bit of something. Soccer, mate. That's what that's what I was at the time. Actual soccer. Oh my god, it was so much better than actual soccer, wasn't it? Um, it's like the first yes. version of international superstar soccer was really well reviewed as well. And yeah. that was good as well. Yeah, yeah. I played that later, but the N64 version was really good. So Faith Faith rated that one pretty highly. She rated that. Um, let's see, one, two, three. That was her number seven. Was yeah. her number Which seven? Good game, actually. That it's a very fun game. And Resident Evil Two got a nod from our Chris. Chris put Which, that in, isn't it? I know seven. you respect it a lot. You don't. You don't. You still don't understand to this day how they managed to cram it in. Is that fair? That's the one. That's you know what. I I cannot. I cannot understand how an N sixty four cartridge with hardly any megabytes on it managed to get two CDs worth of game on it. It is the most, and I think they talk about how they compressed it down, and it's way, way too technical for me to understand. But it is a thing of beauty just to even have that massive game on that N64 car. And we know there wasn't, you know, uh, you know, compared to CDs, you know, don't don't even come close to having, you know, as much. Skull Duggery was afoot. Skull Duggery, even the soundtrack and everything in it. Come on. You know, someone's having a laugh somewhere. I don't know how they did it. Maybe there's a little CD spinning in the middle of it. <laughs> yeah. But it's, yeah. they think it's a cartridge, but no, it's a little CD in there. But that's why it's so expensive. So yeah, Resident Evil Two. Everyone knows how much I love that game. Don't need to talk anymore about that. Um, joint eighteenth, joint eighteenth, robble like this. Bomberman sixty four. Yeah. And Mario Party three. Ah. So again, Mario Party. You know, we've said loads and loads about it. Rob, have you ever have you tried Bomberman on N sixty four? Is it something that you've tried? No, actually not. Um, Are you I, curious I, to you? Yeah, a little bit. Like, I know there was, I think, there, was it the Saturn version of Bomberman where there's you can have, like, 10 different players on there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't know. Is the N64 similar? Well, you definitely have four players. Um, I, don't know, <laughs> I don't know if you'd have any more. We need to ask Chris because Chris put that in as his number six game. So Only someone had the foresight to invite him on the... Uh, yeah, if only someone... Whose name begins with A? <laughs> I reckon he would have come on as well. And he's probably listening to this, going, "Guys, I was literally sitting around doing nothing." And yeah. um, actually, that's not like him at all. He probably be, probably have about ten projects on the go, knowing that guy. Um, but yeah, anyway. So, Bomb Man sixty four, an enigma, possibly very good. According to Chris. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, next up, we're going to have a lot of joints on this because obviously it'll gain only from four lists. Oh, the family friendly pod, Dylan, careful, mate. Yeah. Okay, we're going to have a joints, a lot of joints. Um, joint 16th, surprising. Two games, again, I've played, I think are very good, probably deserve to be a bit higher up on the list. Why didn't you take part in this? Because yeah. I couldn't come up with 10. <laughs> that and, I knew, was and I knew I couldn't and I knew I couldn't so I ducked out of it but anyway um, Donkey Kong 64 hello and Ridge Racer 64 oh. again another game how did they get this Playstation classic and it's it's a bit different but it's great it's great it's a great racing game actually and I don't know it's, oh, I haven't played much on the 64 but oh, man come on you guys played any of these I played Donkey Kong 64. I I didn't even put it on my list. I was not a fan of the game at all. Huh? It just did not play well for me. Like, and I really like the 2D ones on the SNES. Just uh, something about it. It's the controls or the way it looked. I don't mm. know. Just 
did really didn't gel. I just found it really frustrating, especially compared to Mario 64, which obviously the Rolls Royce of 3D platformers. Yeah. It's still incredibly playable playable today. And nah, Donkey Kong 64, just not for me. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I, I controversial statement i'm not really a fan of many donkey Kong games truthfully uh, it, it's not really a, a character or a game series i've ever really sort of um ever really enjoyed properly i, I appreciate the snes game i respect some games of it you know but you prefer it's your kong's diddy don't you i do and i prefer the you know, donkey kong's bongos family podcast yeah there you go. um no, I'm a Diddy fan. So, yeah, give me Diddy any day of the week, mate. All right. Okay, fair enough. Uh, so we got, we're got we going to have another joint now, another cheeky joint. Um, joint 13, three three games in Joint Ooh. 13. <laughs> so you've got Conker's Bad Third Day, mm. Majora's Mask. Ooh, that should be top 10, mate. And Super Smash Brothers. Well, maybe you should have put a high in your list. Yeah, Adrian. Yeah, it wasn't. Uh, so I Adrian, yeah. Adrian put Majora's Mask number four. Yeah, number four in his list. So and it I'm, doesn't, you know. I'm a bit of a bad boy. I should tell you why I'm a bad boy because, truthfully, I never actually, <laughs> never actually played it on the N64. I've played it on the um, on the DS, was it? The, the DS, DS, which is a so slightly different version. So you might say, Rob, say that's a void. You, you know, how dare you even vote for that and blah, blah, blah. But it's one of those games I never really was that too bothered. It's weird because I, I love Ocarina of Time, which I'm sure we're going to mention soon. But I, I, I thought, well, it's about time. I've heard these different things about Majora's Mask. I want to play it. I probably played it for about two weeks solid. Um, I was like a, I just hid, hid away in different rooms playing it and it, it got properly engrossed in it. And actually, I do respect it. I don't love it as much as other Zelda games, but I respect the hell out of it because it's so different it's dark it's moody i love the story behind it and even though the time issues about you know finishing a dungeon within a certain amount of time that clock's always ticking i didn't always love that truthfully it kind of ruined my kind of idea of just taking things quite slowly i still respected it because it, it gave me that sort of panic and it's such a it's probably the darkest zelda game i would say not not in look necessarily but the the real kind of somber story behind it watching people dying you know the, the moon's gonna mm-hmm. crash in like in three days it's a piece of piece of artwork actually in a way um i just wish in a way there was some way they could kind of change the timing a little bit which i understand is part of the story but it's an exceptional game my friend and the artwork is kind of it's got some really sort of mystical african kind of artwork which yep. i love i absolutely love it i love the look and feel of it i've and seen I skills just... of it i tried to play it a little bit once and failed you yeah. were just running around like a deku scrub and i just gave up <laughs> The, the thing is, actually, the start of the game is a bit cumbersome. The Deku scrub, it's a bit annoying. But as soon as you get the other masks and you go back to the original Link and you can get all these other different powers, I think the game improves after the Deku scrub quite dramatically, actually. Maybe I need to stick with some games, eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, 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 no, you, you give up on Zelda games, mate. That's just that's a given. I really do. I <laughs> I do. And you mentioned Ocarina. We'll, we'll get onto that later. And I gave up with that pretty early as well. But um, anyways. The important question is, does Link talk? Of course not, mate. <laughs> Excuse me, princess. <laughs> what was the other game? No, that's my line. Oh, yes. <laughs> what was the other game you mentioned? Was it Joint Place with what? Oh, right. It was Joint Place Bad with Conkers. Conkers Bad Fur Day. Now. And Super Smash Brothers. So, Conkers, all right. It's um, he's, he's having a bad day, basically. I've played that for about five minutes as well. Uh, it's like it's typical, typical rare kind of 
nice 3D game with swearing in or faux fo- fo- swearing. But, uh, yeah, I think it came quite late in the N64's life, didn't it, Conkers? And it's one of those games I always thought, well, this is going to be a good game. And I, I remember Conkers being in Diddy Kong Racing, which I'm sure we're going to mention soon. Um, and are, it was we? A character. <laughs> oh, are we better? Are we better. That's the reason I sabotaged Rob. Um, <laughs> but Conkers Bad Fur Day has got some huge reviews, some hu- and it's never a game I've properly played. And yeah. I know Dylan many, many minutes ago he thought it could be a good podcast subject. It's a game that I'm looking to play, but it's very expensive. Hell of well, this is the thing. So now, um, via the beauty of Microsoft's Xbox Game Pass, which I haven't plugged for a good couple of podcasts, um, all of the rare stuff's on there, including this one, a game I'm going to mention later. Um, but yeah, it definitely a couple of games actually <laughs> I'm going to mention later. Uh, rare, rare were pretty big on the N64. Though. They did a lot of it, N64. It's still stuff. bizarre that Microsoft bought them because it, they, they had a really good relationship with Nintendo. It's still, yeah. still, it's odd that Nintendo didn't kind of stop that merger happening or takeover happening i mean rare did a lot for the console i think yeah maybe we should look at that in a bit more detail but yeah so conquers yeah it seemed all right i like i definitely want to see it because he's apparently his first game he was nice cutesy like he was all right loving life and then he found booze he found booze and women and then it all went a bit wrong so maybe you know, it just doesn't feel like an n64 game in terms of maybe not so much the look but yeah. like yeah the character of it just it doesn't really seem like something that belongs on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We, we're going to drill it. We're going to drill down into Conquer a lot, uh, a, a, a lot later. But yeah, but it will, it will definitely come across him in the old day. Um, Next one up is really going to pee Rob off. So in twelfth place with sixteen points is Super Mario sixty four. That uh, what number was that on my list? Uh, number two. 12th so if we had got your scores in not counting anything else that would have bumped that up to oh hello <laughs> third it would have bumped up to third but well, yeah i mean not the other kind of stuff in but yeah Mary, i just think immensely playable like incredibly innovative it's still a game that stands up today it's still a game that people speed run today it's still one of the most popular speed running games yeah. on the internet i think like they have kind of massive spectator events where people just try and break the records mm-hmm. it is it's one of those games i think we have kind of touched on this in past episodes talking about other stuff mm-hmm. but it's one of those games i think has enough lasting appeal that people are still feverishly playing it to this day and people are still finding ways to go faster finding more secrets in it mm-hmm. and man that's even before we've gone to it, it plays so incredibly smoothly for a mm-hmm. 3d game it, it was when I say it was innovative. It was hugely innovative. It was. I think it really. I think it really launched um, like three D on consoles at the same time that the PlayStation were, were doing their things. I think it kind of it led that three D platformers. I mean, three well, you know, D platformers on console. Yeah, nice fair. And actually, um, Ocarina of Time would not have happened without that particular game. They, mm-hmm. they've, they've spoken about them in different interviews I've read and heard. That laid the foundation for future N64 like mega hits. Um, yeah. I put my hand up. It's not a game I've really played. It's weird because I bought the I bought the N64 a couple of years into its life, and that was the packing game for many many years. Then all of a sudden, GoldenEye was packed into it, and I was like, "Wow, GoldenEye N64 for ninety nine pounds. I'm getting that." So it's a game I haven't really played too much, truthfully. But uh, my son Tate has now recently purchased. You know, for his birthday money, uh, Mario All Stars, which that includes. So it's a mm-hmm. game on the Switch, 
which I which I want to play properly, give it a real go. So I, I'm going to hold my judgment. I respect it. I know it, it's an amazing game, but I haven't really given a lot of time into it. So I it's like, the reason they make my list, truthfully. Yeah, I mean, in terms of just for a platform game, there's so many things that make a platform great that it in that game. The levels are so well designed. The music is terrific. Just I think everything about it is it's so well done. It's not just a straightforward platform. There are like bits where there are kind of almost like kind of racing type bits in the level. There are bits where you fly, like just it's so it's so rich. There's so much in there. Bits where you chuck penguins off cliffs. Yeah. Bits Dave where like Perry. you have to outrun like oh, the Dave Perry thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because the other way it's structured is you have to collect a set, six stars in each level. In order to get each star, you have to do something that's very different to get each one. Mm-hmm. I just it's man, it's so imaginative and well designed. I just think it's sensational. Yeah, perfect. Right. Um, joint tenth. So we're getting top, top, 10, 10, top ten. Top ten territory now. Killer Instinct Gold and something called Blast Core. <laughs> Or as we or as we pronounce it, Blast Corps. I think it's Blast Corps. You couldn't even look up the games. Ah, 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 I have open on my very screen the Wikipedia page for Blast Corps. Right, Blast Corps is a single-player action video game. The player controls vehicles to destroy buildings, farms, and other structures in the path of a runway runaway nuclear missile center. Um, nuclear missile carrier. In the, the game's 57 levels, the player solves puzzles <laughs> by transferring between vehicles to move objects and bridge gaps. There you go. It was released in March 97 in Japan and North Korea. And sorry, North Korea. <laughs> Some critical acclaim. North America. Um, Metacritic from 12 reviews, 90%. So it must be pretty good. And um, our, I think our faith is... Um, Let's put that pretty high. Yep, she put that as her number two all-time N64 game. I, I have I have generally heard of it. Uh, I, I put my hands up. Um, sorry, Faith, I haven't played it, but I know it's well-respected. It's an unusual sort of game. Or, or made by Rare as well. So I think I'm, it's on that. I think it's on Game Pass as well, so I can play this as well. I think I'm just going to do a podcast. Dylan investigates Rare's N64 games. Just see what comes up. But, yeah, it's Blast Core. Uh, and then Killer Instinct Gold. Any love for Killer Instinct in the house? I know it's a very combo-heavy uh, fighting game, and I think it's—is it fair? It's not really 3D. It's kind of like it's 3D sprites, but it's a 2D fighting game. Yeah, kind of 2.5 so, sort of. So with this gold, I think they're trying to make it more like the arcade version because the SNES. I love the SNES version. I'll be honest with you, like the the way they did the 2D sprites and the way it plays and all the combos and everything. I love it. I played this on on the Game Pass on, on the Xbox the other day just because I wanted to see what it was oh, like, yeah. and I didn't like it. Uh, I It felt kind of claustrophobic. It was hard to get the moves off. It might just be the translate. Maybe the N64 version, you know, the original one's pretty good, but the one on the game, you know, the one on Xbox, I didn't really didn't really get on with it. I mean, so, I've said this in past episodes. I've never cared for Killer Instinct as a game or franchise. I just thought it was a blatant Street Fighter 2 ripoff. It, it divides up. opinion, and I and, think... So- yeah, the, the combo thing's a bit ridiculous sometimes. Yeah, I thought the combo thing was just overly gimmicky and just, it was not something that added to the game at all. 
But that was its thing, wasn't it? It's like Mortal Kombat. Its thing was the fatalities and the blood, yeah. and, 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 and then Killer Instinct was these ridiculous. Like, how am I even doing this? Like, I'd just be like pressing random things on the control pad, and it'd be just doing. Shit, still be going on. Yeah, it's stupid. And I, I don't think it's correct to say Mortal Kombat. Yeah, obviously the blood was part of its appeal, but mm-hmm. it was also it did something new with the fighting style. It wasn't just a rip off Street Fighter Two. You did the get. You did like the moves differently. Everything. Mm-hmm. The way you, like it was structured and the way you fought, obviously it was still a head beat 'em up, but it was not the same as Street Fighter Two. It wasn't like a blatant rip off. Wasn't a blatant rip off. Do you think Killer Instinct is more of a blatant rip off of Street Fighter? I think so. Yeah, that's how it felt at the time, anyway. Yeah, I mean, it defies opinion. I like a game that had the lame kind of combos gimmick. I like it. I like the SNES version. Um, didn't care so much for the the Killer Instinct goal, but Tim. Good old Tim, Mr. Yep. Wilson. Uh, rates is, is number second. Number two. He's number two all-time N64 games. So. <laughs> you have to get him to explain himself. Well, Tim, he loves throwing a cat among the PL pigeons there. Oh, he, he he'd take He'd take Adrian's cat and throw it at some pigeons. You know, that, that's, that's the kind of guy he is. That's the kind of, that's the kind of thing he would do. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that was I'd number 10. Well. I wouldn't let anyone throw my cat at the pigeons, but Tim... I You'd let know. Tim throw. Of course you would. Like, You'd like let Tim throw. Yeah, Tim can throw anything he wants, right. All right, so we're, we're, we're firmly in the top ten now. So, number nine, unrivaled number nine, Duke Nukem 64. Oh, mate, yeah. Another game. How did they get Duke Nukem 3D into that cartridge? No, but Dylan, mate... And I've, seen, and I've seen footage of it, and it looks very good. Well, no, but it's not the same Duke Nukem, is it? It's different. Um... I just want to just double check and click okay. because I feel like a right idiot here. Duke Nukem 64 is. Um... <laughs> no, I'm talking rubbish. Yeah. All right, I voted for this, didn't I? I did vote for this. I'm going to throw it right. I think there was a few Duke Nukem games on the N64. Which one did you think it was? I thought it was the more over the shoulder one. Uh, you oh, Duke Nukem. Um, what's the other one? Yeah, another one you're thinking. Yeah, so I've, 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 I've really been a right melon here. All right, fine. I have actually played Duke Nukem 64, the original. I was talking more about the other game where you could um, run around sort of two player. Well, you like that one better? Should I sub that one in? Have you just screwed up my point scoring? Kind of, yeah. I, I put in the wrong <laughs> one in. Look, Duke Nukem well, 64, uh, sorry, Duke Nukem is a PC game. You know, let's be honest. Uh, Duke Nukem. Oh, what's the other game called? N64. Duke it's Duke Nukem something, but I don't know what the word is. Oh, is it zero? Is it zero hour? Some... Yes, it's Duke Nukem zero hour. Sorry, I've really ruined your your. Oh, poop. Right. Call. So, right so who's state. the other person? So the other person that voted for it was Chris. Okay. Chris voted for, as as his number three N64 game, but he's talking about the the um. The, the FPS. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, look, they're, they're both A. Duke Nukem, Duke Schmukin. We were allowed both. We, 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 we can double the scores if you really want. No, uh, let's, let's mash it all into one. Let's double the scores. Let's, mash, <laughs> let's double it. 38 points. No. Um, Duke Nukem. Yeah, we've, we've, sp- we've spoken about Duke Nukem on a previous podcast, guys. Go check it out. But What uh, I liked about it, the one I was talking about, Duke Nukem Zero Hour, is the four-player split screen. I just remember playing Jude Nukin on the PC with Usman, and I, my mind can take it. I was like, what is going on? But four-player Jude Nukin, and it was a slightly different sort of game, but it had the Jude Nukin feel. Uh, yeah, third, a third-person shooter. So it's slightly different, and it wasn't the best Jude Nukin game ever made. <laughs> It's better than Junicle Forever, but it was just so fun. I just remember playing my brothers, my two brothers, like free player. Oh, it's amazing, mate. So that's that's my vote. So sorry if I screwed up your results slightly. That's okay, mate. We're just gonna just ignore what you just said and just kind of go with the fact that you 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 meant the FPS, yeah. Basically, yeah. 
Fair? All right, yeah. good. All right. So now, okay, ooh. At number eight, we're coming to a game that I just played the other day, again, via, via the wonders of Game Pass and this rare replay thing. Banjo-Kazooie. Oh, man. Banjo-Kazooie. This was voted um, number five by Adrian, by our Adrian. And it should have been voted number five by someone else. That's how we get the 20 points, by faith. Yeah. So with 20 points, Banjo-Kazooie. Adrian, tell us a bit about Banjo-Kazooie. It's, one of those, it's a, again, a game I didn't play when I was growing up as a kid. But it's one of those games that always sort of topped the charts. And I thought, well, what is this Banjo-Kazooie? What's going on here? So I thought I'd buy it when, when I got my uh, N64 quite early from my mum. So I haven't bought many N64 games since, but that's one of them, and Beatles of uh, Racing. Mm-hmm. Banjo-Kazooie is brilliant, mate. It's, it's, you control this weird bear called Banjo, I believe, and Kazooie is the bird. Mm-hmm. Almost, <laughs> you can't... How do I explain it? The, you, you only can, they almost act like one person. So if mm-hmm. you, you jump around as a bear, but the bird can help you sort of fly a little bit. Or sort of, mm-hmm. He's in your backpack. And it's just brilliant. It's so fun. The levels are, are so mm-hmm. well done. I imagine it's what Mario 64 is like. You know, open world kind of thing, mm. open open lands to jump around. So well, this is, yeah, I mean, th- this game gives me hope for Conkers because if they're very similar, then I think I'd probably like Conkers if I played it a bit longer because the banjo, because the dynamic, I only played it for half an hour, maybe an hour actually, um, the dynamic between the, the the bear and the bird and yeah. you can do different things. Obviously with Kazooie, like she can like scramble up like, steep sides yes. or you can do like a like a bigger jump and she can shoot like eggs front you, and you out are, the back yes, yes. people don't ask questions <laughs> but these yeah and it's like and just the humor in it is really it's slightly misogynist i was thinking okay i'll done all, all the all these boys are like having a go at kazooie basically for being like a like a like a nagging girl bird right this is basically <laughs> this is the humor of it so i don't know if it would fly so much these days um but it's just it's it's funny it's it's entertaining you know so it's, playable mate the levels the levels are really well like i only played the first couple of levels but just the way like where the where the enemies are and where like different like there's so many like secrets that you can you can do like a like a move where you use kazooie to kind of smash down with a beak and you can like smash things you can find more secret stuff and it's just good i think that the potential for it i'm really looking forward to actually to playing more of it so yeah, I love it, mate. It's so fun. It's, yeah. um it's just how one of those three D platformers should be done. I think that's what that's the kind of the, the vibe I'm getting from it. So I think it I think it's a worthy number eight. <laughs> yeah. Rob, Rob, have you had any um, any encounters with a banjo a kazooie? Uh, no, I know it was something that got a lot of hype. Wasn't it a PlayStation? Like that was the kind of main system it was on, or am I just losing it? No, I think it was. In, I think they might. Put, I don't know if they ported it. Actually, it was meant oh. to be an N sixty four game because of the the. the I've, just thing opened, I've just opened Dylan fifteen shocking things you never knew about Banjo Kazooie. Do you want to hear a few of them? Go on then, Banjo. Let's just interrupt my question completely. Yeah, no, I think I, it was I, an N sixty four original. I, actually, I'll, I'll find that out. I'll find that out while yeah, he's doing yeah, that. Let's Adrian. Let's hear. Um, Oh, they're shocking, remember? These yeah. are shocking things. Um, Nintendo thought a gravestone said cursed at players. There you go. Um, yeah, the gravestone in Mad Monster Mansion, voiced by the lovely Grant. I'm just I'm just reading this up here. It says, thank you when the player plays an egg in an empty pot, which causes flowers to grow. Uh, but they thought there was a swear word, so change, change the, uh, the sound a little bit there. Um, 
Apparently, yeah, this is great. Banjo made his debut in a Donkey Kong title named, a little known title known as Don- uh, Diddy Kong Racing. There you go. Oh, um, you, none of these facts are shocking. <laughs> You've just been pulled in. I'm so head. shocked. I'm this is a shocking fact. That last one. Not, but, every, um, not every Banjo Tooie character was named by Rare. Can you believe that? <laughs> it was only it was only on N64 and Game Boy Advance, and then it went to Xbox Marketplace, uh, and then this rare replay thing. Um, okay, and I it being very hyped up at the time. Mm, yeah, I mean it sold really well. I think um, I can't get these things. Adrian, find the figures because <laughs> it, it spawned two. Two sequels. Well, no, there was Banjo Tooie. Banjo Tooie, and then there was Banjo Kazooie Nuts and Bolts. Oh, was that on the? Um, that was that the was Xbox. on the Xbox 360. Yeah. And there but, is a spiritual successor now called. Um, I think you've heard of it, guys. Called um, Ukulele. So two characters again. You play like a lizard and a bat, and it's it's made by the same team actually. Oh, there you go. There you go. I'll be intrigued to give that a go. Actually, it's not bad. Yeah, I'll be intrigued to give it a go. So Banjo Kazooie. Do you say lizard and a bat could get on, or what do you? Look, think of them as natural enemies in the wild. Well, listen, I reckon. I don't think they would get on. <laughs> I think a bear, a bear, and a bird would not get along. I tell you that for free. Can you imagine? Well, the bird could groom the bear. That's what they do in the, like in nature. You yeah. Poke his back and peck insects out of his fur. Good point. And then Banjo Kazooie just scramble him up some walls and some cliffs and stuff. Can you imagine oh, yeah. though? You'd be like, oh. Welcome to the party. This is Sonic. This is Tails, and this is Banjo Kazooie. But hello, we're two different people. Can you imagine like introducing them at a party? Oh, you. Oh, that'll be a faux pas, dude. That'll be a faux pas. The uh, That'll be a faux party. <laughs> It'd be like me saying, "Oh, hello, Keith. Nice to meet you. Oh, hello, Kev. And this is Dylan Rob. This is Dil Rob. Dil Rob. <laughs> well, sometimes people do get us confused. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, moving swiftly on, then. Number seven with twenty three points, Star Fox sixty four, or yeah. otherwise known as Lilac Wars. Was. Yeah. Never played it. In <laughs> fact, I'm, I'm I can't believe I've never played it because I love Star Fox slash Star Wing on the SNES. Like, <laughs> can't get enough of that game. Um, why, why have I never played this game? Have either of you actually played this? Was no. it in my list? I think I might have. It was it. on your list, dude. So you should have played it. It was your number seven. <laughs> I've played it's it. My list. <laughs> I just double check it. I should have it. In front. it but it was I've, on your. It was on your list. It was on Tim's list. Tim. Tim has it as number three, actually, and it was on someone else's list. I think it was probably on Chris's list as well. Do you know yeah, what? Chris. Chris had it as his number nine. So I, three people chose it. I, I owned it. I bought it. Um, hardly ever played one player mode. Truthfully, it was one of those. Guys- I think I told you the story before. I went to that second... Oh, the split screen thing, didn't it? I went to the second shop and said... Because I remember reading about it or someone told me that it was this really good multiplayer mode, but you must have all the vehicles unlocked to play it properly. Mm. We're on about all the vehicles, but you could be tanks. You could be... um, I think you could be, like, obviously the the, the ships you could fly. And maybe there's another vehicle as well. But I was like, I actually asked the guy, I'm only going to buy... I'm only going to buy the second hand Lilac Wars N64 cartridge. As long as it's got it. Um, as long, yeah. and, and, the re- and you can only unlock the tanks, I think, if you complete the game. I'm like, I don't want to complete the game. I just want to play the multiplayer mode. <laughs> and the guy at the back, the guy looked at me and said, are you serious? So, yeah. If you can, if you can check it. And he, and he actually looked at me. He's like, he looked at me very grumpily. He said, fine. And he walked back behind the desk, obviously. And he had an N64, I'm assuming. I hope he checked. He was like, rrr, rrr, rrr. And he didn't believe me. He was like, what are you on about multiplayer? I said, yeah. If you complete the game, there's a multiplayer mode. He said, okay, I'll check it. And I, you're right. You can be the tanks. I didn't know that. And I said, I'll take it off your hands, sir. 
<laughs> that was it. He made a sale. He, he made, made a sale. sale. He was a bit grumpy. He couldn't believe me. It's like, what is this young scallywag all about? You know, I love it. scallywag. But you would have been. You would have been a young, really annoying scallywag. I would have been like a late teenager, like like I don't know, seventeen, eighteen, like. Oh, them scallywags! If, oh. if this cartridge has the unlockable tanks, I'm buying it. If not, I'm not fucking imagine. <laughs> Dude, you're like you're like over double that age now. So I know. scallywag. I yeah. feel sorry. Yeah, for- I, I'm going to be honest. If you'd gone into my shop when I used to work in shops and asked me that, I'd I either would have laughed in your face or said, or like paused and went, "Yes, it definitely does." Trust <laughs> yeah. me on this. Yeah, you can trust, <laughs> you can trust me. Oh God! <laughs> but he wasn't a liar. It did have it. So I went home and I said to my brother, "Look, we can now play multiplayer with tanks." And he's like, "Ooh!" And we put it in, and it was working. Yeah. Did it? Well, you, you enjoyed it. I, um, mostly, I would have thought Star Fox about planes and that, but no, cool. Yes. <laughs> I only, without the tanks, it would have been like rock bottom for me. That shopkeeper is a hero. Not the, not the hero we want, Aiden wanted, but the, but hero, the hero, we hero we needed at that moment. <laughs> can, you imagine, can you imagine going, oh, man, it's really annoying teenagers to say, it's like, eh. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. So what, what, a, what a mug. What a mug oh, I must oh. look like. Hey, man, you, you got yours. Yeah. At the end of the day. Anyway, so we're in top five territory, people. We're in top five territory. At joint fifth, oh, this has really gone an arc, Rob. We've got Pilot Wing 64 and Mario Kart 64. <laughs> Clearly, equally good, equally good and valued game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Pilot Wings. Pilot did you have Mario Kart? Sorry, Rob. Where, where did you have Mario Kart in your. Obviously, in your... number one. You had it as number one. What else did what, 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 what did you have at number two and number three? Uh, we've gone through them: Super Mario and Perfect Dark. Oh, oh god, yeah. Hey, at least it made the top twenty-five, Rob. I thought there was a chance Mario Kart wouldn't even make that. So, all right. So, Rob, tell us why Mario Kart sixty-four is better than Diddy Kong Racing. We did an entire episode on this, but <laughs> to uh, to reiterate, we, yeah. Look. But number one, the characters are better. I, full of iconic characters. Diddy Kong's, I'm not going to go into detail, but it is not full of iconic characters. Number two, uh, it's far more playable. I think Diddy Kong is more about, I can get what they were going for on that. Like they were, oh, let's do a more open world kind of racing thing and people were going for that. But Well, that me, kind of thing has now been stolen by Forza Horizon and stuff like that. So it's kind of, maybe maybe Diddy was a bit ahead of its time. But yeah, I see what I you mean. I mean, you know, it's, it, Mario Kart for a racing game handles far better. It's, I think, far more playable. Like, the bonuses are just great. And, the, man, there's so much in the track, so much to explore. Pretty much every track has a huge shortcut that's very difficult to access unless you're a top player. Mm-hmm. I, and it's so so easy to screw people over. It's, it's such a beautiful... It is. It's a fun game. I've, it's, again, one of the few games I've played on the N64. It's a fun game. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a, a fun... Game. It's a good kart game. Um, it's a game. Like, if once it reopens... What I want to do is go back to Four Quarters in Peckham and play the version of Mario Kart 64 they have, where they have on a huge projector screen. Yes, I will not be joining you for that. I'll be in the back. I'll just be in the back just drinking beers. But yeah, you can can jump on that. Um, I've got another question for you, Rob. So what is it about Pilot Wing 64 that makes it equally as good as Mario Kart 64 in our eyes, in our arcade? I've played Pilot Wing 64, but I didn't put it on the list. It's basically so, it's like it's 3D and you have to fly through all these rings 
That's basically the entire game, more or less. Flying through rings, right? So Tim loves it. Tim's put it as his number one. No one else has mentioned it. But Tim, <laughs> but Tim loves throwing other people's cats at pigeons. So this, you know, this is what he's done. But so while we're talking there, I just wanted to check how good Pilot Wing 64 actually was in sort of reviewers' eyes. CVG, 9 out of 10. Edge, 9 out of 10. EGM, 8.4 out of 10. Game Informer, 9.25 out of 10. Game, uh, Game Fan, whatever the hell that is, 95 out of 100. Um, it goes on and on. IGN, 8.2 out of 10. Um, GameSpot, 8.9 out of 10. So, I yeah. Preferred, if we're talking these kinds of games, I preferred Wave Race 64. Wave race. No one, no one mentioned that. I've seen that. No one ever mentioned that. But yeah, so probably pretty good. So Tim, Tim likes throwing his curveballs. That might not be such of a curveball. So we'll give him a bit of respect on that one. Right now we're going. Ooh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Number four. It's another Star Wars game. Star Wars Rogue Squadron. And who voted for this? So. Chris voted for it as his number eight game, and Faith voted for it as her number one best game oh. on the N64. That, that's a huge claim, isn't it? Which game again? Star Wars Rogue Squadron. Okay. Yeah, I've, uh, I've, I have played this, Dylan. It's it's a good game, mate. I wouldn't say it's in my top ten, truthfully, but it's a good all-round game. The uh, you, you fly the um, Tie Fighters, I think it is. Uh, the fighters are the bad guys. You're the X wings or whatever they're called, Y yeah. wings or whatever they're called. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's a good game. It's fun, and I think there's little bits in it where you can run around as well as a character. But it's main, I think it's mainly a fighter shooting game. Um, yeah, look, it's, it looks good in the N64. I'll tell you that for free. I, I, I quite enjoyed it. You know, it's not my favourite game of all time, but it actually, a Star Wars games goes one of the better ones. Wicked. Okay. Um, I have nothing else to say about that because I've never played it. But okay, let's go with it. Let's go with it. There are some good Star Wars games out there. You've just got to look. Well, no, no, I do mean to be. Like, I remember playing X Wing and Typho on the PC. They are my favourite Star Wars games. They are exceptional PC games. Ooh, I have yeah. to say, they are amazing. Yeah. Uh, Lucas Arts. You know, I'm a massive Lucas Arts fan. And when they went to that direction, I was like, I'm not sure it's my real cup of tea. Yeah. But I was. I, I went for a big stage of playing those kind of Star Warsy. Uh, flight simulator games absolutely incredible nice. my housemate has the new um star wars game where it's basically like you're you switch between x-wing and tie fighter like the quote-unquote good guys and bad guys there's like a whole like dueling plot lines kind of thing and man just the way it looks you're flying like in and amongst these like huge cities or massive like immensely sized spaceships like flying in and out and shoot like having dog fights looks very good beyond me i don't you know i'm not the biggest star wars fan oh, you know honesty yeah no so anyway missed that one and missed the other one but anyway star wars rogue squadron gets an arcade attack solid number four now we're in number <laughs> we're in top three territory top three territory guys you know what you know what you know what's left so number three sorry adrian diddy kong racing diddy kong sorry. racing with 30 points sorry <laughs> number three the third best game According to Arcade Attack on yep. the N64. Written in stone, mate. Diddy Kong Racing. Um, just for your information, if Mario Kart... Um, so Diddy Kong Racing's gone th got 30 points, right? So if we had taken Rob's figures, Mario Kart 64 would have got 50 points. So it would have beaten it by 20 points. Wait, so... <laughs> wow. The sabotage was on. Anyway. 
Adrian, in a nutshell, what what makes DD Kong Racing special? In fact, actually, you you rated it um, number three in your uh, list, so that's fair there. Yeah. And also, uh, Faith did. Faith rated it at number three as well. So, what 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 makes it the third best game on the N64? Just again, it was um, a genre I really quite liked, the kart racing games. Um, I played a little bit of um, Mario Kart. And I've told this story before. I was like, oh, Mario Kart 64 is out. But I was about to buy it. And I was, you know, I was like, yeah, this is a game I'm going to save up for. Then I saw like a review. It like took a dark turn. <laughs> and I saw a review going... Just like Star Wars, he was tempted by the dark side. I was. <laughs> I was like, who is this banjo character? Who's this conquer person? I'm like, wow, who's these crazy new, new crazy hip people? Forget Mario. And I was like, this review swayed me. I can't remember the magazine. It was like, this This is better. They said, this is a better multiplayer game. It's funner. Uh, it's more exciting. You can, you know, they just showed you can be, you could be a plane. You could be a, a car and you could be a, um, what's the other vehicle again? Remind me. Uh, was it a, almost a hover, hovercraft, wasn't it? I loved it. And I remember playing so many multiplayer games with me and my brothers and Dave Kumar. Good old Dave. We had a great time playing it. We had burst of but, uh, balloons. I just loved it so much. And just the, it's so much to unlock. I never completed the game, but I tried so hard. I'm not naturally very good at racing games, truthfully. It's not there my... are balloons in the Mario 64 battle levels. Which... <laughs> yeah, but All right, not... guys, let's take this elsewhere. Let's take this. <laughs> but... You know what? I... Adrian was just a normal innocent child. This magazine called out to him. It's like, hey, kid. Hey, look at this. Look at this. Diddy Kong, really good, You man. want some fast racing action? <laughs> you want some racing action, Adrian? Come into this sewer. <laughs> anyway, so look, you're, you're not alone, mate. You're not alone. Diddy, look, you can take some of this Diddy Kong racing. You can be in a plane. You can be in a car. You can be in a hoverboard. You can be anything you want. Yeah, basically Sold. that's what happened. It was a clown. It was a clown in in the sewers. They said that's what happened. Yeah, there's a nice racing game down here. <laughs> uh, it's also a flying game down here. We all float. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, and anyway. You can be conquer before the bad days. <laughs> you can be conquer before he found booze and women. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, mate. Well, there you go. Yeah, we all but... found booze and women, and all was good. You have found... <laughs> you found it, mate. You know, at the end of the day, we it's it's a lovely story how you found Diddy Kong Racing, and um, you know, you're not alone. You're not alone. So that's that's Arcade Attacks' third best N64 game. What's number two? That you know the two games that are left. It's so obvious, right? But which is one and which is two? Number two is. Ocarina of oh, Time. It lost. It lost, Adrian. That should be number one, mate. Ocarina of Time, Adrian. Why is it? Why is it so special? Well, it's arguably, I mean, my favourite game of all time, purely because it it just so amazing, mate. It, it, it almost brings a tear to my eye thinking about that first time I played it properly. It wasn't quite an open world game. I've, sp I've spoken this a few times. It's not quite open world, but. It opened Hyrule up. To, I mean, I didn't know Zelda very well before this. I was like, yeah, you know, it's pretty good in SNES. But this was my first real taste of Zelda. And I couldn't quite understand how they bought so much into one cartridge. And, you know, this is a game that I've, I almost cost me college, I think, at one point. I was like, I'm too addicted to this game. I saw it through, like, two or three weeks, continuous playing. Done all the unlockables, got all the extra hearts. I just couldn't believe they could make such a great game. It's, it's unbelievable. I was... 
I was transfixed, mate. I just couldn't. I had to help Link get to the end of the story. The boss fights were amazing. The temples were great fun. You know, some were really quite tricky. The puzzles. I loved the puzzle elements and the fight elements. I couldn't believe it was a game that could mix so many different things together. It's. I, I can't speak too highly enough of this game. You know, it, it is so, so, so amazing for me. You know, we did a whole episode in it. You know, and I. I started I, playing it um, on on my blurry N sixty four before I got rid of it. And I can see where you're kind of getting with this. And I, yeah, you know, I would love the problem with games like that yeah. is that I don't feel the need for exploration. I think it's probably a time thing. If I had picked it up in even the late 90s, early 2000s, when did it come out? Was it, it a 98 late, game? Yeah, it was 98, I believe. So even if I picked it up late 90s, early 2000s, I think I'd want to have explored that world. But now it kind of, you know, looks wise, it hasn't aged well. And in fact, a lot of those N64 games haven't. But I can see exactly where you're coming from. And if they did, they haven't remastered it, have they? They have they remastered released it. it. They haven't remade it. They haven't they, remade it. They have released it on the 3DS. Um, and they it's have just a direct port, right? Kind of, yeah. It's I think it's slightly smoother. Um, not major, but in a weird way. Uh, do I want it to be remastered? I haven't played it since, Dylan. I've told you this. I, you know, they, they released it on the GameCube, Truth. I had it a quick on the GameCube. I've helped yeah. my, my boys play it on their 3DS, like a few levels I get stuck on. But I've never actually played it again properly. And I think I told you before, it's, I'm kind of scared to play it again because it's for me, those memories were so amazing. I don't want to... Like, playing play Majora's Mask for the first time was amazing. I loved playing that. But mm. almost, I, I don't want to dilute my memories at all. So... Those, 3D, those, those late 90s 3D games, we do have different memories of them because at the time they were so much you know they were so much more than we had previously yeah and they were but now looking at those polygons is difficult and that's why i just didn't feel i didn't feel the need to kind of pursue. not not many years before i was playing um you know good amiga games don't get me wrong but amiga games like 2d screens mm -hmm. a couple of years later i was playing this game where you could literally change the camera angle you could fight these monsters like you know Mm -hmm. 20 times as big as you these temples with the, with the puzzles mm -hmm. um, it really showed me what gaming could be and it for me there's different bits in my gaming life where i think wow this game's taken to another level like monkey island mm -hmm. uh, sensible soccer for just pure fun um certain certain games and ocarina of time is up there for me and i still my brother is the best kid I ever got i don't know why he got it for me it's too much money really back then but he knew I really wanted to play. It was a game that just, the reviews were off the charts. It'd be like Breath of the Wild. That's mm -hmm. why Breath of the Wild, I thought, oh, I'm a bit worried they're sort of changing the, the tune a little bit here. Mm -hmm. They're making a completely open world. I'm like, oh. But when, when the reviews started creeping in, going, this game is arguably the best game of the year, I was like, this, again, brings out memories from what I saw in Ocarina of Time. Those magazines saying, this is one of the best. Some people still regard Ocarina of Time as the best game ever made. You know, they do. A lot of people still regard it as their number one choice. Huge, bold claim. I'm not denying that. But for me, I, I can't really go too far from that. Love it, mate. But Adrian can never go back to it because Adrian will never again be able to play a Zelda game where Link doesn't talk or shoot lasers out of his sword. That's it now. He's After seeing that cartoon, He's that's it, it now. Yeah. Rob's hit the nail on the head, yeah. You can't, you can't have Silent Link anymore. But, yeah, Ocarina. Um, oh. That leaves number one. Rob, do you want to do the honours? I'm not going to sing the song again. Ah, but... oh, <laughs> okay. Golden Night. Yeah, have you forgotten are. any other big games? Though, do you think? Was any any games on your list that didn't make it at all? Uh, Golden Night. Uh, Pokemon Stadium. 
yeah big game on n64 like i think sold a huge amount i my brother got it i was quite enjoy it mm-hmm. and i think um right down the bottom was a game that i really only played because i borrowed uh dill's like kind of n64 yeah and it's like this kind of super tetris but it's like all the disney characters in they're like really lame disney plot line kind of connected to it where like what are they like is it called i can't remember but um i don't know because i don't have your list because adrian didn't send it so i don't know yeah i would have had to look it up uh and like there's always like plot lines where you have to come visit people's houses and they challenge you to a game of tetris and there's one plot line where whatever the villain in like kind of the, the I've, got, I've, got the name, I've got the name he's um he's, he's used like oh it's all about this meda- magic medallion that like has superpowers that's like the plot line and in one of the plot lines um like the main villain gets it and he uses it to hypnotize Minnie into ma- mouse into marrying him oh Ooh. it's quite weird but like the game itself is kind of like normal tetris but halfway through when you're playing everything will go haywire and like it'll go nice. into like version so you have like massive pieces coming down nice just, just like normal size or mm. stuff like that and anything I, tetris related on there mate so that, yeah, that that's fun, very fun it's called um magical tetris challenge i just googled it it was magical made tetris Nets challenge wow game, game boy color and playstation they really went they really went all out with that with that title didn't they Oh, no, it says here, it's one of the few N64, N64 games to be entirely in 2D. I mentioned oh. that, didn't I, in the, in the previous pod. There's not many. There's, there's not, not many. They all tried this 3D, uh, and yeah, there's some games that all... I mean, honourable mention, Fighting Force. That's another one I played. I like that. Fighting Force 64 is really Did good. It, mate. That, that was close to my top 10, and Fighting Force is a funny old game. It's like Street Fight, uh, Streets of Rage. And we need to do a podcast on Fighting Force, because I have some very good memories of that. And it maybe should have crept in my top 10. It's, it's, the, fun. it's the 3D Streets of Rage. They're talking about, yeah. oh, there should be 3D And there's a Street. sequel. And that, <laughs> let's that was talk. bad. That no, was, what were they thinking? Anyway. We'll, we'll do a podcast one day, dude. Is that enough of that? Well, just so I can slag off Fighting Force 2. Yeah, of course. But um, Goldeneye. Again, Rob's done a whole big old podcast on this. But, you know, is it? it's the only one, actually. It's the only game that was mentioned by everyone. Wow. So Chris had it as his number two. Um, Adrian had it as his number two. Um, Tim had it down at seven, uh, and Faith had it at uh, number nine, actually, on my, our list. Uh, mine so had it. Interestingly, like, not top of anyone's lists, but obviously everyone has played it, number, first of all, and everyone has really good memories. Yeah, yeah. But again, not technically as good as Perfect Dark, but... It is the memories, isn't it? It's the memories of us all kind of going around Rob's house to play it or Ross's house to play it or, you know, that's it. I never owned it. I only started playing it properly when I had my got my blurry N64 and, and the EverDrive thing. So, you know, by myself. But back in those days, you know, you respect it. I didn't respect being killed by the Golden Gun all the time. No. <laughs> yeah, I was, never, I was not a fan of that in the multiplayer battle levels either. But I will say... A lot of great things about GoldenEye. It was my number four, by the way, I think I already said. Um, the first game, I think, and I don't think this is an exaggeration, the first game where it felt properly, like, cinematic in the sense that you felt like you could almost be in the movie. Mm-hmm. And I thought they got, like, everything around the property so well done. Mm-hmm. They actually managed to, fo- to follow the film's plot quite well. 
and in they did really well with this yeah yeah that actually pertained to the plot and what you were doing and i just thought it worked really well like the kind of obviously the the sprites are very blocky yeah uh yeah n64 but uh, man i just thought it was everything about it was just so well done sounded great i felt like the the multiplayer and like if you can unlock all the old bond characters Oh, just so much about it was just so really well done. I do think the one player might just edge perfect dark, but um, because it follows the plot line of the game, and you're like, oh, you know, there goes Trevelyan. Oh, here I go. Wee! Like, you know, it's you know, mm. you have to escort. Um, is it Natalia? I forgot my name is. Is it Natalia? Around the around out of the like the bit and that. It's just you know, it's it's like your Bond, isn't it? It's absolutely top levels, and there's a little train level. And it was compounded by the fact that there were loads of bad other Bond games released at the same time on the PlayStation. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Are they? I think it was like a Tomorrow Never Dies uh, game and the other ones. I'm like, no, these are rubbish. You're never going to be GoldenEye. So, yeah. Yeah. So, I think, is it a worthy number one? Yeah, arguably. I think it is. And actually, it it made me buy the N64, truthfully. Same, yeah. It, and, you know, it was the reason I bought it. Um, Dylan, the, and Rob, the reason I like the N64 so much is not so much the console. I mean, I love the console. I love some some of the games, but there's not a huge list of amazing games. There's a few. But I think for me, it's, it's very special to me because it's the first console I bought with my own personal mm. money, which mm. I earned, you know, just me, working in Littlewoods, earning £3.3 three an hour. I was work- and spending wow. most of that beer with you guys in the pub. But I all... And, and it's an interesting console because I thought, well, it's the first time I, I saved a bit of money, mm-hmm. you know, for a number of months, you know. And I thought, well, I, was, I, was, I don't know what to spend it on. All of a sudden, this, this advert came on TV. I still remember like it was yesterday. And they're like, you know, now, I think it was just before Christmas, and like, you can get a whole N64 with Goldeneye included for ninety nine ninety nine. And next day, Next day, I went to HMV in Croydon and I bought it. I had just enough money saved up. And when I went home, I was really proud of myself. You know, it sounds weird, but it's like, yeah, this is a proper thing I've bought. And I loved it. Now, I had almost an identical experience. Like, I, same thing, it was my own money that I'd kind of, like, done working off jobs. I don't know if I, I must have bought it around the same time because I bought the Golden Eye bundle as well. Yeah. And then, like, bought next Joypad and Mario Kart 64. And, yeah, it's that feeling of, like, plugging it in and putting GoldenEye on. And, like, you have the kind mm. of thing oh. come up. And... Yeah, that's still nice. It's one of those games, because I didn't have a lot of N64 games. So, actually, right in the top ten was quite difficult. So, I played a few, bought a few games here and there. But right in the, we didn't own a lot. They were, they were expensive cartridges. But I put so much time into GoldenEye. Um probably truthfully the games i put the most time in you know i played other games a little bit uh golden knight ocarina of time and probably diddy kong racing i played others but those three took most of my time i played more since truthfully it's a weird console and rob uh, dylan sorry i wrote an article i hope i'm going to press you to publish it with this actually oh yeah yeah sorry yeah and it kind of ties in that it was a really weird little window for me because i would say i I was really in love with my n64 for about a year Maybe, maybe even slightly less. So I went through GoldenEye, Diddy Kong, uh, Ocarina of Time, and then it kind of phased out very quickly. That I was really into my PC gaming. So it's a really weird period of time, and I, I put a lot into it, and it kind of just burnt out quickly. 
it's hard, you know, I think, you know, we, we, we were teenagers, we, we moved on quite quickly, uh, but I will never forget that period. At one point in my life, the N64 was my favourite console, and I know it gets a bad rack. I know some people hate the console, the graphics haven't aged particularly well, but for me, for a very, very small part of my life, it was, it was my go-to, and there was a few games, and the N64 does not have a huge library of amazing games, but there's some of the games it has are absolutely exceptional. There's no right that GoldenEye should have been the best FPS shooter on a console at the time. Mm. That should have been PlayStation's. It should have been on the PC at the time. You know, it's arguably the best game at the time on that genre, which is unbelievable. Mm. You know, I, I, I can't... I get annoyed when people have got the, the N64. <laughs> a little bit. Well, like me. <laughs> a little bit, because... It, and I know it's nostalgia speaking, but I defend it because for me personally... It meant a lot to me, a, a small point in my life, truthfully. But that point, I loved it, mate. I'm, I'm sure Rob agrees. Uh, yeah, I think to a large extent. Obviously, this is something we kind of spoke about, GoldenEye versus PC shooters in the actual main episode. Again, like recommend kind of listeners going back to listen to that if you haven't already. Um, yeah, I think GoldenEye was the iconic N64 game. I think more so even than... Mario, like Super Mario Brothers or Zelda Ocarina of Time. Mm-hmm. It was the game everyone wanted to play on the N64. And I do have to agree with, I think, Adrian in general. N64 is a very top-heavy console in terms of games. Mm-hmm. Like, the the main four or five games, I think, are the ones almost everyone's played. You look at the sales figures, they generally bear that out. Like, mm-hmm. there's a big dip in the sales figures after the first, I think, three or four. Mm-hmm. And N64, to me, doesn't really feel like a console with a long shelf life. Mm-hmm. I mean, I certainly got... I don't say I got bored of it. I think I was just at the age where I was moving on to other stuff. So mm-hmm. I wasn't really that engaged with buying new stuff. But on the other hand, I think I've played those games, the ones I did play, more than almost any other game I've ever played. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just a great game. You could just kind of plug it in, play and just not think about it. Mm-hmm. It's just great arcade type games. Obviously, Zelda and Mario, to some extent, are exceptions to that rule. But I think it just it feels like it was a console that was meant to be fun. You yeah, had the oh, yeah. ports, you had a lot of arcade games, a lot of great multiplayer games. It just feels like a console that more, you know, just was meant to be fun. Like, even like the way the, game, the console looks and the joypads look. It's, it wasn't meant to be, like, kind of cool. Yeah, all the different colours as well. They did try and, in, like, inject a lot of... A lot a lot of fun with this thing didn't they so mm. yeah 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 i mean the playstation was cool like it was a cool console you could play cds on it and you know that you know like it's it felt like two different kind of places i can see why playstation was the one that really took off but the s64 man i just i just loved playing on that yeah good anyway thank you thank you gentlemen for joining me on this definitive 25 list of the N64. <laughs> um, uh, Rob's list aside, I think that went pretty, pretty went pretty well. So <laughs> I managed 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 to get these four lists down into something something coherent. So imagine this election had been conducted like this. Uh, uh, Sorry, guys. Like we lost 20 percent of the votes, but I don't think it's that fine. Matters. We counted the rest. We counted the rest. It was fun. There would be no lawsuit. There would be no lawsuit. It'd be fine. But anyway, um, guys and girls, let us know what you think. Um, I'm sure you've got some strong opinions on our, on our top 25 list. Um, let us know if you enjoyed it. Hope you have. And yeah, from Arcade Attack, we'll say good night. 
Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We really hope you enjoyed it. If you want to get in touch regarding this week's episode or anything else, you can tweet us at Arcade Attack UK, at Keith Barlow 82 and at Arcade underscore Adriano. We're also on Facebook at facebook.com slash Arcade Attack UK. Please check out our website at arcadeattack.co.uk for lots of retro gaming goodness, interviews, reviews, features, top tens, etc. And you can also find all our previous podcasts there. Our podcasts are available to stream from the website and are available to download for free from Stitcher, Podbean and iTunes, where you can also leave us a review and a rating, which we would really, really appreciate. So until next time, take care and we'll speak to you soon.